Good for you. All right, shit. This is this is going well. Nobody's fucking even paying attention now. I think I lost more than half of you. Or you guys with me still? Yeah. All right, good. <laughs> shit. Shit. Uh, uh, I mean, um, so the, uh, one time this girl, I, it's weird. I, I, I mean, dating a lot, and uh, it's, it's weird dating, and because people ask, like this girl asked me uh, what kind of a, a, like women I like. She said, are you, are you a, a, a ass man or tit man? You know, she asked that. You know, ever, ever gotten a question like that? And uh, it was weird for me because I, you know, first of all, I think we should not be limited to just to two choices, right? <laughs> right? Because there are, if you're going to objectify women, there are uh, many parts on the women we can like, right? And uh, I, I think we should be allowed to have more than two choices. We should, uh, we should not be, like, for, like, for, for me, like, if you have to uh, pin me down, uh, I'm actually really an, uh, an asshole man. I'm really, <laughs> I, I like, I just like that part. <laughs> Is that an option? I just like that. Is that an option? It's like, there should be, I should be allowed to like that, you know? You ever, uh, you ever had sex with a woman and uh, yeah. uh, you made her, <laughs> shut the fuck up, Roman. You, f you fuck up my punchline. So you ever had sex with a Roman? I know you have sex with women. I'm, 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 <laughs> And, and, and many men too, I heard. So, but, but, but <laughs> have you heard sex with a woman and you made her uh, squirt uh, only because she had diarrhea? Have you ever done that? It was like, you think you've accomplished something and all of a sudden you, you just like, uh, you just have shitty balls, you know? You just, you just shit on your balls. That's what you got. All right, that's, uh, that's my set, it's bad. I'm so glad that he's an asshole man because uh, my asshole looks like someone threw a hand grenade into a deli. <laughs> Meaty. It's good stuff. Uh, our next comedian is not just a baby angel. He's an adult angel now. Nothing in this room would be different without this man. He is the engineer behind all of this drywall. It's tits, man. It's tits. Put your hands together. It's Ethan Albers. Yay! <laughs> Yes, I built a closet over there, guys. <laughs> I managed to build a closet. Ooh. Yeah. Ah. Eee. I'm feeling it. Feeling good. <laughs> You're not ruining anything. I'm going to ruin it myself. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking about the first time I realized my father was crazy. Like the first time. I noticed my, fa my father was crazy. And not like, oh, my father's crazy, you know? <laughs> not like that. More like the state of Oregon declares Nathan Albers crazy. <laughs> that kind of crazy. And it was, I was a little kid, I was running around outside with no shoes on, and my dad goes, put some fucking shoes on! And I'm just like, ah! I'm just like running around doing that. And then he does this unique parenting thing. He grabs a pistol and holds it to his head and goes, put some fucking shoes on! And that point, that was the first time I sat and I was like, I don't think he read that in a parenting book. 
Like, I never saw that on Full House. He pulled that, that, yeah, he might be crazy. Okay. My father was crazy, and I'm okay with that. I attract, I attract crazy, man. I put off, I put off pheromones that just attract crazy people. But I, give me them any day of the week. Give me one of my dirtbag crazy friends over a normal person, over an investment banker or anything like that, right? Investment bankers are fucking boring. They'll never come to you and go, hey, I figured out how to make $50,000 with my kidneys. They will never say that. <laughs> but one of your dirtbag friends will, right? And you go, fuck yeah, buddy. You're going to be rich, man. We're going to go out drinking after that, right? <laughs> I, was, I was hanging out with a friend. Uh, it's Thomas Bridgman, just for fucking... St- We'll go ahead and just fill in a backstory. I was hanging out with Thomas Bridgman, and uh, mid-conversation, we're talking about life and love and everything, and Tom goes, hey, Ethan, um, you mind? You mind reaching over there and picking up that pill? I'm like, where? It's 30 feet away in the gutter. This guy spotted the pill. And so I go over there, and I pick it up, and I look at him, and the first thing out of my mind, like, first thing in my mind, I'm like, uh, everything shattered. Like, he's been fucking with everybody for so long. He doesn't need glasses. Those are drug binoculars, clearly. <laughs> That's what they are. So I bring it back to him, and then this, like, the fucking next move, I, the best way, he bit it like, like a gold prospector. He bit it like looking for gold, and he goes, this is drugs. This is good. And then, this is Thomas Bridgman being like a beautiful man. He goes, well, I spotted it. You picked it up. You want to split it? I don't want to split your street jug, Tom, but thank you. And if you guys ever get, like, he's in Olympia right now, but if you ever get a chance, in his bag, he pulls out his bag and pulls a pill bottle out without his name on it and goes, this is my lost and found, and puts it in there. Like, this happens all the time, right? That's not drug-seeking behavior. That's drug-exploring behavior right there. It's beautiful. Thomas Bridgman. Oh, man. I went quick. I, I don't know. I live on a school bus. We all know that. Like, I do. Um, I, like, I like fucking with people, man. I love fucking with people. Like, I, at first, it, like, broke my, it, it upset me, because, you know, oh, man, people are judging me different because I live in a vehicle, right? Like, that upset me, and I realized, wait, I have this gift every single day of messing with people. And so now, once a day, I get to have a conversation with a banana like it's a telephone. I get people walk away, of course the merger's tomorrow, Rob. I thought you are taking the reins on this. People are like, Jesus, he's talking to a banana. It's like, don't look in my home then. I don't look in your home. Don't look through the windows. I don't care if I'm parked outside of a Bymart or whatever. That's been my time. Thank you very much. Hooray, the numbers hooray. I didn't know what the parking was like at uh, front of Byright on uh, 18th, 17th Street. Is that a good place to park? I thought they had hourly parking or bi-hourly. I pay attention to the mission parking. Hold on, before I bring up the next comic, I want to look in the mirror here and make sure there's no... Okay, good. I've been eating broccoli, and I was afraid that I might have, like... What's holding that woman together, that piece of broccoli between her teeth? Uh, before, before our next comedian, we're going to bring up... Uh, I'm just going to let you know who the next three. Number four is Richard Kiss, then Jimmy Russo, then Stefan Massey. But right now, you guys are going to slap your meat paws together for a very funny man. Yay, yay, Jim McVeigh! 
Hello, it's nice seeing fresh vegetables and boxed wine. This is, oh, this is like mutiny's taking a turn. It's getting remodeled. This is great. Uh, I caught myself using, uh, overusing this phrase a lot. It's not the end of the world. I say it more than anything else. And uh, I heard three people say it today. It's not the end of the world. It's weird that one day the world's going to end and 30 people will have just said it. And they're going to look outside. They're going to see a mushroom cloud. And they're going to be like, was the coffee shop running out of soy the end of the world? Yes. Yes, it is. That one needs work. Uh, as the Mayans predicted, Jim would forget his phone charger and bring upon the apocalypse. Uh, I write a lot at coffee shops. Uh, it's weird in the suburbs what will happen is sober motorcyclists, uh, they'll get sober and they have nowhere to go. So they'll just take over a Starbucks. It's the strangest thing I've ever seen. And you'll go in there, and it's just hard to take someone with face tattoos seriously when they're sipping a Frappuccino. It's ridiculous. But they're like, they're trying to be tough, and they'll like vibe you out. And so, I mean, Starbucks, there's like an element of danger, it almost seems. It's weird that this is supposed to be a safe place where parents can bring their children to legally exchange custody with other parents. And it's it's not supposed to be like the way it, it was. Um, anyway, well, I just I just uh, I had a birthday. It's, I have like a weird philosophy with birthdays. I haven't celebrated a birthday in uh, in five years, and it just feels weird to me to to stop. Like, fuck. What well, you you were in the car and you said you should say that on stage, and I was like, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. And look what happens. Look what happened. Uh, I f yeah, I forgot. It, it, it's hard. Like, birthdays are hard when they're when you're not where you want to be in life. Uh, like, oh, I just turned 27. Like the thousands of dollars I owe the bank. It's not easy. Uh, I don't know. I, I have a hard time like telling the busiest people I know to stop their lives to come to my home and say nice things to me. It's just unnatural. That's just not the way the re that's not how the rest of the world works. Like with. It doesn't fit into a capitalist something something. You got my head, Ethan. You got my head, man. Um, anyway, that was that. Those were two. Uh, anyway, they say sometimes, they say sometimes in life, in order to move forwards, you have to go backwards, which is loser talk. For I moved back into my mom's womb. I moved all the way home, and. Uh, Mainly due to depression, people don't understand that word. They think that it means that I'm sad, and it's not. It means I am a sociopath without the murder. And it's not that I couldn't murder anyone. There's just no way I could clean it up because I have depression. And it just goes around like that. Uh, parents, they're like, we're your safety net. If something happens to you in life, you fall and you land on the safety net and I have been treating it like a hammock. It is very comfortable, this safety net. Uh, anyway, that's all I wanted to work out. Thank you very much. We'll keep this thing moving faster. Like a professional does what he has to do and gets out. So the rest of you have more time. Yes, Jim McVeigh, yay! He's all of your heroes. Absolutely. Uh, our next comedian is a genius. Uh, absolutely, he knows things about computers. Uh, I'm, I have no idea, like he blew my mind. Uh, I've, he's, I'm sure very funny too, I've, I've seen, anyways, you guys, he's gonna blow your minds, cause he blew mine, holy fuck. Put your hands together, it's Richard Kiss, yay! 
What an intro. I bet you can't wait to hear what I have to say, huh? Uh, I don't usually drop names, but uh, Liam Neeson. That's it. It's the whole thing. Is it working? You guys impressed? Huh? Is it rubbing off on me? I hope so. Um, so I'm a Canadian. I grew up in Canada, or as you call it here, uh, America Light. And uh, Canada, it's a lot like the U.S., uh, except for... We got snow and healthcare websites that worked the first time. <laughs> Take that, Obama. Um, but we've also had uh, gay marriage for 10 years, and uh, I know uh, a lot of uh, religious Americans especially are worried that uh, God is going to send pestilence upon the U.S. and destroy the country for allowing gay marriage. But uh, spoiler alert, turns out nothing happens. Yeah. Turns out God is uh, too busy not existing. <laughs> Who would have guessed not being real takes up so much of your day, huh? <laughs> uh, it's a so I work uh, for a Bitcoin startup in the Bitcoin industry. And a lot of people, they find out that I'm in the Bitcoin industry and they have all these currency questions for me. Like, uh, it just seems to come out of nowhere. Why? Who, who makes it? Where is it coming from? And, you know, you can't eat it. You can't build anything from it. Uh, why is it worth anything? And why would someone give you product for this currency, but uh, enough about the American dollar, and, huh? Oh, yeah. Revolutionaries in the audience. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, currency is a weird thing. It's like a thread on a sweater. You start pulling at that, and pretty soon the emperor has no clothes. These questions just lead you to realize it's a big mess of nothing. But, uh, I don't know. I think history is going to prove Bitcoin to be the world's histor history's most important uh, technological Ponzi scheme. So get in now while you still can before that pyramid has too many levels. Yeah, push me up higher on that pyramid. I don't want to be stuck with a bag of worthless private keys at the end of the day. My sister's birthday's coming up, and uh, I hate shopping for her. I never know what to get her. She's so hard to shop for, and I'm bad at buying stuff. But I know I'm not going to get her a gift card. Gift cards are stupid. Gift cards are lazy. Gift card, gift card says, uh, well, I couldn't decide what to get you, but I did decide where you're going to get it. It's like I, I get one of these. I'm like, oh, thank you for taking your cash and making it more specific. Great, $20 I can only spend at Hello Kitty. <laughs> Great, I'll get myself a pencil sharpener with no mouth. <laughs> I know those characters have a mouth, I don't know if you noticed. They got a stuffed up nose, they're screwed. <laughs> anyway, so what I'm gonna do for my sister is uh, I'm gonna get her a 20 pound note from the United Kingdom and I'll be like, uh, here you go, it's a gift card for Britain. Don't spend it all in one place, like Scotland. It's very tempting. Uh, so Chinese is a language very different from English. Chinese doesn't have an alphabet, right? They got a they got a, a character for every word, which makes me realize they can't. 
the kids in China, they can't possibly have a spelling bee, right? How would, how would that work? It's like, how do you spell scissors? Uh, scissors. What's that? Am I out? No? I know, it did seem like a closer, didn't it? <laughs> All right, scissors. Thank you. My name is Richard Kiss. making us have technology here at the station, so we're very, very excited about him. Uh, your next comedian, uh, I saw him last night for the first time at Brainwash, and I enjoyed his set very much, even though you did poetry, right? Right on! Bring in some spoken word to Pam Tasks. Put your hands together, it's Jimmy Russo! All right, good evening. Good to be here at the Sausage Fest. I am Italian sausage. Uh, somebody call that last man Jesus because he nailed it. <laughs> Where'd he go? Oh, man. You know what's a real pain in my ass? Hemorrhoids. I don't know. Prune juice makes me feel shitty. <laughs> I don't know. Every time she honks that horn, I feel like I'm on Home Shopping Network and she just sold something. There's so much shit in this room. I fucking love it. Um, I like to perform poetry as part of my set. Uh, first, I don't know. I feel like I should explain myself. I'm visiting from out of town. Um, I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, I live in Southern California. I've been living there for 19 years, but I grew up in Ohio for 18 years. So when people ask me where I'm from, it's like I don't know where to say I'm from. It feels like I'm geographically schizophrenic. I don't know. So where do I say I'll tell you, if the Cavs would have won the finals, I would have been from Cleveland. But it didn't happen. So now I just tell people I'm from Southern California. But I, I love it here. I love this fucking city. It's fantastic. So I'm going to perform some poetry. Um, it's my favorite thing to do. Uh, so here we go. Welcome to the party, it was made for crashing painful thoughts with uninvited memories A suck and take your breath away to keep you from leaving, convincing you you should stay When all you want to do is stop living another day Emotions are poison, never doing any good Cause they keep you from accomplishing the things you know you should They start with hard breathing, I can't, I cannot catch my breath All my thoughts collect Regret, regret, regret. They end with hard breathing and all I want is death. The pain to end. I've made it past the bend and now I think I'm gonna fucking break. So all I wanna know is how goddamn long this is gonna take. Drags me deep down to the bottom of this ugly dirty lake and draws my soul so dark and deep. Never ever catch a break. A break, a break. I really need a break. But they put their party hats on and wait so they can yell surprise and send me round and round and round and spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning. It all happens way too fast. I do not think that I can last a few 
feels like I have been cast through a never-ending lost past where I can see so far and vast so far and vast. The emptiness of Ben Alcast who lost his path faces his wrath showed up too late and had no class because of selfish angry acts pushed away the one I loved and now she's never coming back. Now she's never coming back. Now she's never coming back and I don't have any more fight. It's my time and it's my right. There's no more shine in this light. I'm done and I don't even want to try. I'm full from everything force-fed in these eyes. I'm deaf to all advice from hearing all the lies. I'm mute from exhaustion of trying to sound wise. I've fallen for too many tricks. There really is no prize. Just this dirty old hand-me-down, and it is just my size. But my power is my pain, and I do say that in vain. Can't wait till I get my money so I can afford that Novocaine. That good shit, that Hollywood, I can shoot right up my veins so I can lay back in that beanbag, see all black, and let time lag and count sheep and not wake up in that long sleep. I want to fall fast and steep. I want to leave this dirty heap. I wish I had the courage to make that leap. I pray the grim of my soul to reap. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. I want to be buried oh so deep and let the night crawlers have their feast. Reduce my bones and my body till there's no more of this beast. Please just let me go is all I ask at the very least. Thank you. I'll leave you with this. Kermit the Frog was on Sesame Street, and he was the host of the Muppets. He was the Ryan Seacrest of Muppets. <laughs> I'm Jimmy Russo. Thank you very much. They, you, know, you know what they say about poetry and comedy, uh, that they're the same thing. Uh, except people like to listen to comedy better. <laughs> that's, that's I'm sorry. I have a, I have a poetry. I'm sorry. I have a poetry degree, and I used to do, I used to do stuff too. And I appreciate the art, and I love it too. Uh, so yay, Jimmy Russo! Yay, give it up for him! Yay. But it would be much better if you put some punchlines in those rhymes. They would just help it out so much better. Uh, your next comedian is a very funny man. Uh, he looks like lumberjack. I believe he plays one on TV. Please put your hands together. It's Stefan Massey. Yay! Thank you, fam. Is this thing on? It is. Cool. Uh, in the summer after my first year of high school, uh, my mom enrolled me in a week-long kayaking camp, and it became apparent very quickly that she had done next to no research on what was actually involved in this camp, other than obviously kayaking. Um, I showed up with uh, three trash bags full of clothes and food because I didn't have a, a suitcase of my own at the time. And so I just kind of looked like a very uh, pathetic kid that was being abandoned by his parents at the harbor. Um, and uh, I actually had to um, stuff them into the leg room of my kayak and they made my legs cramp so we had to stop this whole armada of out of shape children and two buff counselors to situate me so that I wouldn't have to you know be rowing with legs that were asleep um, and uh, I, I made two friends that were I realize now that they were nerds but at the time, I was still in my uh, asshole kid phase, 
so they got tired of me pretty quick. Um, I, uh, I also had uh, pretty bad gas uh, the whole week for whatever reason. I couldn't tell you. But uh, one night I went to bed early, and uh, the next morning they told me that they were trying to keep this campfire going with their own farts, and that was the one time they actually missed me. Uh, <laughs> you know, I that's like one thing that I'm looking forward to when I get older is just being able to to not give a fuck about stuff like that. Like I actually, I mean, p old people just they, they don't have any fucks left to give. I was I used to intern at this museum in Oakland, and I was just doing like data entry shit. And one day, this woman came in. She was like, uh, just viewing their collection of old microfilm whatever and she's just like very you know properly looking up at the wall and then i'm typing on the computer and she's just looking up and she and i just hear <coughs> and dead silence after that no sorry about that or anything just carried on as though nothing had happened and i'm i can't looking forward to that guys i don't know about you um, my dad's getting there um, uh, a while back, we were watching Lord of the Rings, and uh, at the end, near the end, rather, when uh, Frodo's hesitating to throw the ring into Mount Doom, spoilers, um, he just throws his head back. He's like, just throw it in, asshole! <laughs> I had gotten sick of that fucking hobbit. Um, my dad's really into uh, biking. Um, during the Tour de France, he was DVRing the stages every day, and one night, he, after uh, watching that day's events, he went to bed and he told me the next morning that he was having trouble going to sleep because he'd gotten so amped up watching all these people bicycle through the French countryside at very slow speeds. World's lamest contact high. He's actually, he's in, like as I said, he's, in, he's very into it and he's been trying to get me into it as well. And I don't hate bicyclists, but... You guys know Louis Farrakhan, Nation of Islam? <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so their philosophy is more or less uh, <laughs> um, most, you know, we've, we've met one or two white people that are all right, but the rest of them are the devil incarnate, and that's more or less how I feel about bicyclists. Um, I was watching a... Um, uh, thing on CNN a while back um, about the Chilean miners, and it was called "I Shit You Not: A Minor Miracle." And I just thought to myself, "Wow, when did Gene Shalit start running for CNN?" That's a that's a dumb joke, but you know, I will I will go to my grave defending dumb jokes. In fact, if I don't die in some way that involves a dumb joke, it's probably because I faked my death. I will be shocked if my last act on this earth is not to leave a bloody trail leading up to my computer with gnarled fingers typing out a hackneyed one-liner that someone probably did better a couple years ago. And just before my soul leaves my body, I will hit submit and send out to my dozens upon dozens of followers, followers that I've amassed over the years my final groan-inducing joke, Pill Cosby. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I've been Stephen Massey. Don't trip over that. Stephen Massey, yay! Uh, our next comedian is our first comedian of the night, and I'm very excited. I enjoy her sets every time I see her. Please, you guys, love her as much as I do. It's Shelly Strabel, yay! 
What is happening? Mutiny Radio Friday night. Pamtastic's Clubhouse. Here we are, you guys. Hey. My name is Shelly Strabel. I have, um, I've been going through some changes lately. Some cha- not like, not like Caitlyn Jenner changes. Not like that. Just like, <laughs> I've been, I, you know, I'm moving. It's a big thing. After 11 years of living in the same place by myself, I'm <sighs> moving in with my dude. Yeah, right, boo. It's fine, you can totally still masturbate to me. (laughs) Like, we're cool like that, it's fine. So when you move in with your mate, do you have to get rid of the things that are associated with other lovers? For example, (laughs) the red dress, the red dress, the red dress in which I fucked somebody else on my boardroom table, like a fucking boss, like a boss. Do I have to get rid of that? I've been informed that these things are called fuck trophies. And that fuck trophies, um, they can damage relationships. So it's fine, I'll get rid of the red dress. I don't don't really care that much. I'm gonna keep the black one though. Yeah. Yeah, that's right, fuck trophies. And besides, you know, I know in my heart that I got rid of the, the really damaging fuck trophies a long time ago at the clinic. (laughs) <laughs> don't be gross that's not a fucking STD joke it's, it's an abortion joke <laughs> be fucking gross that's gross changes so I'm also thinking about so I've been fairly successful you know uh, in my career um, but I'm thinking about making a career change I'm thinking about becoming a terrorist I'm thinking about you know, and I'm not talking to like, like an emotional terrorist, like some of my girlfriends are becoming. They call it, uh, they like to call it becoming a mommy. <laughs> mommy. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like an honest to Allah fucking terrorist. You know what I mean? Like we just fucking destroy the glass ceiling once and for all. <laughs> Out of all the industries where women would have an impact, you know, like human rights, human resources. You know, I just, I think we would do, just inherently, women, we are capable of literally destroying metaphorical things. Your hopes, your dreams, and you know what, we're efficient about it. Really, we won't take very much time at all and we can do it in as few as two words. The most common being, I do, (laughs) right? And then there's the other one, which is, it's yours. (laughs) You know, and if you just wanna do it on a more casual basis, just ruin their hopes, it's like, not tonight. Not tonight. We're good at that, man. Women, we will ruin shit like that. Your hopes, your dreams, your paychecks. And you're like, wait a minute, Shelly, you were talking about metaphors, right? My paycheck is not a metaphor. Like, I work real hours and I earn real money. That's not a metaphor. Well, let me tell you what. If you've ever looked at your paycheck and thought this shit is a fucking joke, then I hate to tell you guys, it also qualifies as a metaphor and we will destroy that shit. We will, women, we're good at that, we're efficient. I don't understand, what I wanna know is like, what kind of long-term effect do these terrorist groups, like ISIS and, uh, you know, what, what kind of long-term effect do they really intend to have if they don't employ women? What's their long-term goal? I don't know. I understand, however, you, you know, you think about terrorism. One thing I think about is like, like it, it, we're coming on the uh, the uh, anniversary of 9/11, right? 
Why would, why would people, right, exactly, thanks Pam. Why would people hate us so much? Why the fuck would people hate us so much? Do you ever think about that? Well, maybe, maybe it's because we terrorize the rest of the world with our stupidity, with our Kanye. You know what I mean? Like, we are the country. Like, we, we call Donald Trump a presidential candidate. We called the Terminator our governor. We called Vanilla Ice a rapper. Like we did, you know what I mean? We, uh, we, we call technology disruptive when it used to be living our philosophies that was disruptive. We call McDonald's food. You know what I mean? Like we call, we call Bill Cosby a family man. We, we call men that didn't pay child support dad. You know, who, who could possibly hate a country like us? I don't know. So you think about terrorism abroad, but then you gotta bring it back home, right? People talk a lot about terrorism here in the United States and they love to publicize the black on black violence, but they do, do they talk about the white on white violence? Not, not really, they don't talk about that terrorism or if they do, they just call it something different. You know, they call it marriage. All right, that's my time, you guys. My name is Shelly Strabel. Thank you so much. Hating on marriage, Shelly Strabel, yay! Yeah. When you get married, you get your first STD. Sexually transmitted debt. Uh, I forgot to tell people who were the next three. It was Shelly Strabel, and then Chris Kanatzer, and then Clay Newman. Uh, and then I'll tell you that the tenth one is Rachel Raphael. But up next... He's all the way back from Austin, Texas. We are so happy. It's like he never left. Please, you guys, put your hands together. It's Chris Kanatzer. Yay! Uh, thank you very much. Uh, thank you. It's super exciting to be back. Uh, this is one of my favorite rooms in this city, I swear to God. Thank you. Uh, we don't say it enough. Thank you, Pam for having this, uh, yeah, give it up for Pam. Uh, very exciting to be back. Where are my spooners? Y'all like to spoon? I love to spoon, you know? Spoon each other? Uh, I love it. I think the key to good spooning is height differential, length differential, however you look at it. It's good for the big spoon to be, you know, six or seven inches at least taller or longer than the little spoon, right? Yeah, so, I mean, that's how it works. So I, you know, uh, I just wanna say I'm back in town, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> ladies, I am six foot three. So, uh, if any of you have girlfriends who are six nine, six ten, uh, <laughs> let me know. Oh. Uh, thank you, that is just a joke. Uh, I am terrified of relationships at this point in my life, uh, at the age of 43. Uh, some of you know why. So my last relationship uh, was with a prostitute. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Oh, thanks, I've been trying to find the humor in that for some time. Um, <laughs> and you, ha you, have to be, you have to be emotionally tough to do it, honestly. And I would never get jealous and I would never, not never, the only time I would really let myself be hurt, and I don't know why it was, but uh, she would come home from work and I would, you know, I'd massage her feet, which I guess is stupid because it's the only part she wasn't using. Um, and then she would spoon me and uh, we would drift off to sleep. And then sometimes she would fart in her sleep and uh, the farts would smell like cologne. Right? I know. 
I know it's sad uh, because you know gentlemen are not putting cologne on their genitals when they're calling on ladies of the night. It's from their wrists. Yeah, not really jokes, just some stuff I need to work through. <laughs> Thanks, I appreciate y'all being here for that. Um, <laughs> I, uh, Shelly was talking about ISIS. Um, I'm a brunch waiter. And uh, no, like I get it, I'm thinking about joining. Um, but, <laughs> but the money's pretty good though. Um, you just meet people from all walks of life and they're all hungry, it's horrible. Um, I, I really hate it, but, uh, but I also kind of love it. Uh, but the, it's, it's getting weird, uh, I'm having confrontations all the time. The, the very last table I served in Austin, as a matter of fact, a woman was breastfeeding her baby at the table and that happens a lot in restaurants. And I guess, you know, I am 60, I was looking down, I couldn't help, I just glanced too often and uh, she got really perturbed, she said, you know what? I'll have you know that breastfeeding is perfectly natural. And I said, yes, ma'am, I, I agree. Breastfeeding is perfectly natural, but so is masturbation. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't do that in public under a tiny blanket. Yeah, I'll wait till I can get to my car or whatever. Uh, has, has anyone ever come across a $20 bill in the street? Anyone? Oh, yeah. Uh, don't. That's gross. Um, you should come across a clean handkerchief, you know, in your car. You can still charge me 20 bucks if you want. Thanks so much, y'all. Welcome back, Chris Kadasser, yay! Clap wildly for him, he's gonna be around, yay! Come see him on the uh, 12th at the Noise Pop Block Party here. There's gonna be a comedy show at five in the afternoon. It's gonna be a part of that. It's gonna be exciting, yay! Uh, our next comedian is an incredibly funny man and I'm happy every time I get to see him and you guys will be too. Please laugh hysterically and clap your hands wildly for Clay Newman, yay! I don't mean to brag, but I recently won my first amateur stripping competition. Yeah. 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 Thanks for that. Uh, here, here's the thing. Uh, like, not only have I never won a comedy competition, um, I got more laughs stripping than I have in the last three years of doing this shit. Uh, so now I really am conflicted. Like, I'm afraid if I start to do poorly, I'm just going to take off my pants. Like, is this what you want? <laughs> that is a threat, by the way. If you don't laugh, I will get naked at you. If you're wondering what it would look like, uh, it's like this, but more. <laughs> it's just curly brown all the way down. That's what I'm rocking right now. Uh, I saw a commercial that made me smile. It was for the Universal Technology Institute, UTI. 
how are you going to go to a school that doesn't have the hindsight to not call itself UTI? <laughs> what are the rules? Like, if you drink cranberry juice, do you not have to take the final? How does it work at this school? You want to go to the Advanced Institute of Designer Science because nobody's going to be an alumni of AIDS. That's... Uh, thank you, that one guy. <laughs> nobody's got that like bumper sticker like, my child's a graduate of AIDS. <laughs> Imagine seeing that on somebody's resume if they came in for a job. Like, all right, I see you've been waiting tables for three years and... Uh, did you get a theater degree at AIDS? What the hell is that? Why is there theater classes at a designer science school? What is designer science? I think you just made it up to use the word AIDS. You got me. I need to get to know you guys a little bit. Uh, there's a Batman versus Superman movie coming up. By round of applause, who of you are Superman people? Okay, Batman people, let's, that's right, yeah. <laughs> correct, that's actually, that's actually the correct answer. How boring is Superman? That's a, Batman is dark and he's powerful and he could exist, he, he only has the power of money. Superman's so, that's, it's great. Like, so what's Superman's power, like all of them? The good ones. Superman may fight for the American way, but Batman's power is capitalism. He fights with the American way. <laughs> That's our real hero. It does scare me that Batman could exist in our world, because really it just takes like the desire to do it and a lot of money. And we've got the shittiest billionaires right now. It really isn't good. Like. It wouldn't be the Koch brothers. They're more behind scenes. It'd be like Richard Branson would be Batman. Just way too suave Batman. It would be like the Val Kilmer Batman with the nipples on it for some reason. Like, <laughs> Why did you design a dick bulge, Batman? Uh, why is Robin wearing a flight attendant's outfit? <laughs> You guys are smart. I'm glad you know who Richard Branson is. I, uh, I do appreciate that. When I start to talk about Richard Branson, the next in line, if they don't know, is Donald Trump. And uh, I don't even want to imagine what angry Donald Trump Batman would be like. He'd just, he'd, just use, he'd just throw a bunch of bat stars at Mexicans. It would be really <laughs> counterproductive. Uh, all right, that's my time. Thank you so much for hanging out. Uh, our next three comedians up are going to be Rachel Raphael, Roman Leo, and Sid Singh. So, hey, everybody. Burning and turning, it's her tumorversary. Put your hands together, Rachel Raphael! It was, it was my tumorversary yesterday. Don't worry, we're going to get into it. Um, I did ask my friend, I was like, can you just make me a, a weird drink and like use the word tumor ovary and I'll, I'll buy it? And so he made tumor punch 
And then I went into the bar and someone I knew was like walking out and I was just like, who wants some tumor punch? And they like ran faster. And I was just like, don't explain it to them if they come back. Um, so there's a few things besides, you know, something involving tumors that you guys may, maybe you can tell from looking at me. Um, 118% Jewish. Uh, 30% cyborg. I currently live basically in a pile of trash. Um, and, uh, and, but I think the main thing you were thinking was, I bet she has the normal amount of ovaries, and you're wrong about that. Um, I've got four, like two in here, one at a friend's house, one I just like, you know, like you, you lose your keys, one like in my purse just for fun, you know. Um... <laughs> No, actually, I have part of one, fellas. <laughs> I just want to say that after every part of this story. Just like, hey, you used you to almost have cancer, fellas. <laughs> um, no, I have part of one, because last summer my body said, hmm, let's get tumors on both of your ovaries, because my body likes to commit. Um, so I looked pregnant. I didn't know I had tumors, um, and I didn't know I looked pregnant. I just thought I was fat. Um, had I known I was pregnant, there's so many, like, shit, there was so much shit I would have pulled. Um, the first thing would be to, like, just go to a hot tub and drink a 40 and smoke a cigarette. <laughs> and if people wanted to just put, like, all the things pregnant ladies couldn't eat next to me, like shellfish and everything, that'd be cool, too. Um, the other thing I was thinking was, like, bring a male friend to a Safeway and just start, like, a really tense fight. Now that we have marriage equality, I would bring a woman to a Whole Foods and start an intense, just for realism. And the most recent thing I was thinking was, um, like, I go to, like, a TJ Maxx or something, and, like, just in the best mood, I'm, like, wearing a sundress, I've got, like, makeup on, um, and, you know, like, maybe, like, licking an ice cream cone. Uh, like, you know, like vanilla and chocolate, like squirrel, like the works, and just buy all the wire hangers. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's, you're gonna, yeah. Okay, you're not gonna think that's funny, you're just gonna be upset. I'm all right with that. <laughs> um, no, so we had uh, Hiroshima, which was the size of a watermelon. Not that watermelon, a smaller one, but more of a football shape. And Nagasaki, which was a grapefruit. Um, yeah. So, uh... My friends were like, what are you going to do with the space once they're gone? And I was like, I'm going to not have tumors. I'm, I'm mostly looking forward to not having tumors. Um, but then I thought about it, and really, I could only, there's really only one option. It's very obvious. You guys are going to feel stupid for not thinking about it. Drawer for tacos. Like, whatever you want to say, if, you know... If I had a secret hygienic drawer inside my body for a warm taco, oh, I would have so many more friends. Um, the other thing is my friends were like, what can I, a bunch of my friends said, can I have a tumor? And I was like, they're like, why don't you ask to keep the tumors? And I'm like, no. Um, also the pathologist might want them. Uh, and my doctor called me like a few days after I had the surgery and, and he said, well, we're waiting for results, but the tumors are, are, it was a really big sample. I wanted to be like, did you just fat shame me about ovarian tumors? Well, like, this is some new shit. 
Um, one of my friends wanted to, to dissect it, and one of my friends wanted to make to bronze it and make it a paperweight, and I found the dissection way creepier. <laughs> I kind of imagined that like my friend would just like put in a jar of formaldehyde, and because I'm Jewish, like put a menorah on it and like take pictures <laughs> for the holidays. His girlfriend said no paperweights. What I really wanted to do with it was bronze it and then like cut it in slices and then that's the new Flavor Flav necklace. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think that's it. Um, happy Tumiversary. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Rachel. Also, happy high holidays to you. Rosh Hashanah coming up. Keep it clapping for her. And all the Jews you've seen tonight. In fact, cl cl clap it up for all the Jews who've ever done comedy. Do that right now. Clap it up for all the Jews who've ever done comedy. All our people. Go Jews. Uh, mazel Tov, everyone. It's uh, time for the ho high holidays. Our next comedian, uh, he has a beard like a Jewish rabbi. That's how we'll just segue into, into our next comedian. Uh, laugh wildly and clap your hands. It's Roman Leo. Yay! Thanks. Thanks, Pam. Oh, good enthusiasm, you guys. You could go far as a crowd. <laughs> I'm going bald. Going bald sucks. If when you're losing when you're losing your hair, you have to date people that'll date bald guys. Yeah. It's <laughs> pretty awful. Um, ever, I, I find myself often in in uh, weird situations. Uh, recently, I, I just keep staring at this jar of change on my shelf and uh, wondering when I'm going to take it to Coinstar. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, no, one more day. There's no quarters in there. <laughs> anyway, uh, anybody else? Okay. So, <laughs> never, yeah, be a man, you guys. Uh, never admit to crying, I, I suggest. Just be like, if somebody, if you're ever in that, like, yeah, you know, somebody's like, are you crying? I'm just like, no, I think I caught your period. No, um. <laughs> just don't admit. Just be like, oh, 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 oh no, I'm not crying. Um, uh, I'm sad that that worked. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if you lose a condom inside a woman, it's really life aff life affirming because then, like, if if she can't find it, then she really needs your help. Like it's, <laughs> you know, like there's a, a purpose for once. I don't know. Like I, <coughs> I found that it, there's a trick if you have like a shitty uh, internet connection and you're face having FaceTime sex with someone, you just move your hand really fast and it looks like you have a huge cock. It's like. It's like <laughs> she doesn't even ever have to see it. It's like Bigfoot, you know, it was just blurry image over the FaceTime. <laughs> I was having a conversation with this vegan friend of mine, and she's like, I made myself a grilled cheese sandwich. And I was like, what kind of cheese was it? And she's like, tapioca starch. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, do you really even want that much tapioca starch in your diet, you know, or whatever? And she's like, no, no, that's not the point. And I was like, you know, but, but from a standpoint, you know, like from a standpoint, you guys. Um, 
what's that old saying if you love something let it go like if you love something just don't love it anymore stop loving it <laughs> don't do it it's bad it'll ruin your life you will it's not good <laughs> uh i used to i used to date little tiny petite women with like b cup uh breast size and uh they'd always like steal my food which i'd find irritating Right? It's just like, or just women in general will steal your food. They will, they always want to fucking bite your burrito or a sip of your whiskey or whatever. And I'm just, you know, it, and, but it's rude to do it without asking. I'm like, that's a C cup move, okay? Like, <laughs> you know? So what I like to do is, especially, you know, like, what's my favorite kind of whiskey? You know, whiskey. Like, if somebody, like somebody tries to get a sip of my whiskey or whatever, I just wait right until she's had that that first sip, and I'm like, whoa, whoa stop! I have an active cold sore. Um, yeah, don't worry, it's simplex one. I should have said herpes. Active herpes would have been funnier, uh, right? My mom always gives me really good advice, like don't date people that don't want to date you. Take me to the prom, you know, like. And I'm like, no second date, mom. The cold sore was enough. That's... <laughs> right? Yeah. And that's like, I love eating pussy. And, and we, we, everybody, everybody, everybody does. You know, or I mean, everybody at least has. Or, right? Because you taste your mom's vagina when you come out of her. Right? And, and if you haven't, then you were a cesarean and you probably shouldn't be alive. Um, this is way more fun than I thought it was going to be. This is kind of, <laughs> this is kind of like when I found out that those little ants that everybody gets are part of a super colony that extends from Oregon all the way down to, uh, Argentina, right? And, and, and I was just like, oh fuck, we're going to have to like poison everything south of Canada. But like, um, right. Yeah. And then, uh, you guys, you guys should have a good night and without me, just like make sure to text your side piece or your side meat. Every, they, she deserves love too. Okay, thank you. Good night. The soundest argument I've ever heard from eating pussy from Roman Leo. Yay! Our next comedian hails all the way from New York City. He's now in lawyer school, which means he writes really funny jokes because he's smarter than the rest of us. Put your hands together at Sid Sing. Yay! That's right, you dummies! All right, no. All right. Uh, before I was uh, in law school, I uh, I almost wrote the new Batman movie. That's a weird fact about me. Uh, I couldn't do it in part because I just don't like Batman. I disagree with most of you. I think he's too rich to be a superhero. Like, I always tell with hey, Batman, you know, if you sold your Batmobile, you could just buy a hospital. You could just do that and help. Like, I feel like... There's no way, because here's the thing, Batman might be a good guy, but Bruce Wayne isn't, you know? Because he's in the 1%, and there's just too much evil shit going on. You can't be a good person and a billionaire, you understand? Like, I bet at least once Batman has saved a family's life, and then Bruce Wayne had to foreclose on their house the next day. You know what I mean? That's happened at least once where he's like, you are safe from the Joker, but not from your mortgage payments. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's happened. Yeah. 
And I don't like Superman either. I don't. I. I. I was. Uh, I, I had to submit the script before they added Superman to the movie. But he's the worst super. Uh, the only scene I want to see in Superman is when they're like, "You saved the world, but not the print in print industry. You're still fired. You're still. You still. You have to uh, make the earth rotate backwards a lot faster if you still want to write your column. Uh. Uh. Okay, this is something I wanted to talk about. Just uh, It's a weird thing. Uh, I was at a mic on Monday, and some comic... It, listen, open mics, there's a lot of sexist bullshit that gets put in. But how how is there still sexism at San Francisco open mics? How is there sexism in San Francisco? You guys have the most accomplished women. Like, I don't even understand. How do you come up with those stereotypes of just like, ah, women are such bullshit with their science and their voting. Like, what is, what do you, <laughs> what is your argument? Like, just, you understand that even if you are that sexist, understand that other sexists don't want to hang out with you. They have much different problems. All right, whatever. I, it just it may got me mad, and I feel like no one polices around here. Uh, maybe I'll do an impression of Chris Rock and then do his jokes. All right. Uh, sorry, I need, I need to get that off my chest. It was, like, really bothering me. Um, I, uh, I'm friends with my parents. Uh, I'll say that now at 27, I'm friends with my parents. I think everyone tells you that one day you'll be friends with your parents. Uh, no one tells you how lonely you have to get before you decide to be friends with your parents. No one, everyone thinks, oh, it's because they respect you and not like, oh, it's because your mom's the only one who plays fantasy football with you. Like, no one tells you. It's weird though, man. I think I've come to realize my father is an amazing father. Uh, but he's a terrible dad. You understand? Like, he sat me down recently, and he was like, listen, I would sell my house if it helped you quit comedy and pay for law school. Because you might be 31, but you're still my son, damn it. And that's amazing, right? That is an amazing sacrifice to make, no matter how old I am. But on the other hand, uh, I'm 27, you guys. <laughs> so he wasn't even close. Like, give him props for trying, but try harder, right? Like, all you have to do, if you want to remember how old I am, all you have to do is remember you were there when it happened. Like, that's... I think that's what my father's always been. You know, he's always wanted to do the right thing. He just hasn't always said the right thing, you know? Like, uh, him and my mom used to fight all the time when I was a kid. And afterwards, he'd come up to me like, don't worry. No matter how much we fight, we would never get a divorce. We would never do that to you. Yeah. But the thing about that is, you guys, even as a kid, I knew if your parents get a divorce, that is not your fault. But if they stay in a terrible marriage for you, <laughs> that is your fault. That is what a selfish eight-year-old you are. That is 100% on, I mean, 50-50 if you have a little brother, but otherwise... I'm just saying, like, what kid deserves therapy more? You know, the kid with two birthday parties every single year? <laughs> or the kid with one really stressful birthday? Like, who should get to talk to... All right, guys, I'm Sid Singh. Have a nice time. Peace. Great set from Sid Singh. Oh, my parents didn't love me either, but they stayed together. They still love each other. They just don't love me. Uh, our next three comedians are very funny. I'll tell you who they are, uh, and then we'll bring up the first one. It's going to be Jet Black, then Ken Suzuki, then Will DeBeast. Uh, hey, your next comedian, he is filming a webisode that you guys are all going to want to see. It's the uh, reality documentary of a new comedian learning how to be a comedian. Uh, he's already pretty fucking funny, 
and he's uh, going to be filming. You'll see him around all the time. Uh, put your hands together wildly because you're in his video right now. It's Jet Black. How you guys doing? Give it up for Mutiny Motherfucking Radio. I'm lonely, guys. Fucking lonely. You guys lonely? No, you guys all you guys all have special someones. So I just moved to San Francisco like um a couple weeks ago. And I love it. It's incredible. There's a lot of beautiful people here. A lot of culture. I just have one question. Who's dick? Do I have to suck to find a girlfriend? Like seriously, whose asshole do I have to fucking lick to find a sweet girl, a nice girl that I can take home to my mom? I don't know. I guess I just have different priorities. So I've been listening to a lot of, I'm gonna get vulgar, and this is nothing, you guys can hate me all you want, but I just had to throw this, sorry. I'm a sailor. I've been listening to a lot of pop music lately, and um, I, I fall in love with a pop song, and I just bang it for like two weeks straight, right? And then I hear what the lyrics are about, and I just totally lose fucking interest. You know what I mean? It's like, if you're talking body, you got a perfect one, so put it on me. If you love me right, we fuck for life. Wait a minute, for life? <laughs> you don't got like a month to month plan or some shit? <laughs> fuck. I don't understand uh, having sex with one person for the rest of my life because I've had, I mean not, I, okay. I just don't, I have a few questions. Like, um, like, like say it's my 50th birthday and um, you know, you want to surprise me, so you get me this like red velvet cake with silver icing, and you do this elaborate birthday party, and then on the way to the party, you crash into a tree and die. So do I get a new one, or do I have to like fuck with this dead bitch for the rest of my life? I don't know. I feel like nothing could ruin your birthday more than a dead bitch. <laughs> I actually saw a dead bitch the other day. This is the last one. I was walking through the Tenderloin and just like right there on the sidewalk, face down, just a dead bitch. And I knew it was a dead bitch because um, the guy walking in front of me turned around and said like, hey man, have you ever heard of Joan Rivers? And I was like, yeah, dude, I love Joan Rivers. And the funny thing about Joan Rivers is I had just seen this documentary about her and she blows my mind, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like she's like the last female on the planet that could take a joke. And since she died, <laughs> since she's died, there's not many of them left, you know what I mean? I guess what I'm really trying to say is I would have eaten the shit out of that bitch's pussy. 
<laughs> like I heard she got it redone in the 90s by Dolce and Gabbana. It's like, it's all plasticky and shit. It's got like Barbie doll hair sprouts for pubes. It sounds like a window when you lick it. It's like, So I told that joke last week here, and um, somebody, somebody in the audience got kind of mad and told me, like, fuck you, you're not fucking funny, Joan Rivers would have hated that joke. But actually, Joan Rivers came to me in a dream and told me that joke. <laughs> Serious. And then I wiped her pussy down with Windex and ate the shit out of it. That's my time, thanks you guys. Keep it going for Jet Black, yay! And Joan Rivers Windexed Pussy. I like that idea, that's a lot of fun. Uh, our next comedian, he's been a uh, stalwart here for the past couple weeks. You can hear him on the last couple joke workshops. Put your hands together when he's very funny, Ken Suzuki! So I'm pansexual. I can only have sex with the half goat, half man god of nature. <laughs> and I don't know why, it's led to some kind of awkward sexual experiences. It's really led to some awkward sexual experiences. And I'm not talking about the kind that are like, things get hot and heavy in the bedroom, and then she goes and she feels, up, feels your horns and sees your hooves, and you're like, welcome to the wardrobe. No. I'm talking about things that are worse, it's like when two cultures have a clash, like you're interracial dating and you, get your fi you find yourself involved in interracial S&M. Interracial S&M, when it was just me and a beautiful black chick that wanted me to chain and whip her. And I was like, you want me to chain and whip you? Isn't this a hate crime? She's like, Ken, don't worry, no. That's my safe word. That, that's a joke. I've never had sex with a black girl, for free. Monogamy, it's a, I'm involved in a monogamous relationship right now. My girlfriend and I, we've been trying to spice things up in the bedroom. So we've gotten involved, uh, we've been experimenting with this new form of foreplay that some of you may have heard of, waterboarding. Uh, for those of you in this audience or listening on the podcast that don't know what waterboarding is, it's considered an illegal form of torture and interrogation by the international community. And we as a nation are despised for doing it. It's so hot. <laughs> and say what you will, say what you will about waterboarding foreplay, it really gets them wet. There's nothing, nothing moistens the panties like a human rights violation. <sighs> On an unrelated note, has anybody, here, has anybody here ever seen someone so good looking you want to just sue your parents for shit genetics? <laughs> Let's talk about my family. Now, who here has a father? Everybody? Yes. That's awesome. I tried to have a relationship with my father. I really did. I tried to have a relationship with my father, uh, but then I remembered I speak English. 
Can't hate on the old man, though. Can't hate on the little Jap. He's a nice man. He did something that's statistically impossible to do, right? Asian man, short little stubby Asian man, makes it stateside, bangs and knocks up, you know, you're all American, Midwestern broad. Wow. Oh, my God. One in a million knows how to sling some dick. That or really knows how to mix a drink. Did everybody get it that's going to get it? Moving on. I don't know, I'm new to the West Coast, and I find here that the Asians, or as I call them, the Orientals, actually no, or as I call them, the Off-Whites, are really sensitive. <laughs> it's very easy to be labeled a racist here. In fact, I find that, and don't get me wrong, I love Asians, I listen to the Wu-Tang. Um, <laughs> I found myself doing something accidentally racist the other day. We get, like, how I realized that stereotypes have even influenced my life. I'm in the grocery store, I'm looking for green onions, I see a man who just happens to be in there, a little Asian man. So I immediately run up to him like, excuse me, sir. You're Asian. I assume this is your market right here. <laughs> Where are the green onions? And he's like, no, I don't work here. And I, t I had to repeat myself two times before I realized, oh. And I noticed the basket. I'm like, I got a lot of personal work to do. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>
Confederate sheep ass or the gun? She wants the gun. She's going with the gun. Yay! Yay! And and the la the lucky sheep ass is Matt Harland. You get cheap ass. Hey, you guys, he was running your door, uh, and thanks so much for donating to Mutiny Radio. You guys are going to laugh so hard. He has a show here on Monday nights called Where's Wilda? Put your hands together, everybody. It's Wilda Beast. Hey, how's it going, Mutiny Radio and everybody in the room? All right, at least somebody's having a good day because I had a rough one today. Uh, but I will say I am a squatter. Any squatters in the room? I'm alone. Oh, my God. All right. So uh, I belong to a squat named El, El House, and we are, and it's been around for three years, and I am the last sole survivor squatter left. I have one. I have one survivor squatter. And you know what my prize is? Eviction. But hey, you know, I'm up for it. But there's another prize I get, and I don't know if you know anything about squatters, but squatters can be anywhere and like see a piece of broken glass and say, see that broken glass? I can think of a hundred things I can do with that broken glass. I'm picking it up. Now, we've had 30 different squatters in this squat, so times that about 50 times a day times three years, that's what I'm working with. I got to take out of this house. And yesterday I was cleaning up and I was like, you know, and I've owned a house and I've squatted a house now. And so I was in the house and I'm like, I find one microwave and I go in the backyard. I find another microwave, go downstairs, another microwave. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, you know, the homeowner in me is like, what the fuck? Three microwaves? That's like totally unacceptable. But then like the squatter in me is like, hey, two of them broke. We needed three. Deal with it. <laughs> so, so yeah, I'm dealing with it. And uh, since it is the last days of L House, not the last days, but the last weeks, whatever. I'm going to tell the sheriff to fuck off anyway, so we're going to get a couple weeks there too. Anybody who has never been to a squat and would like to uh, see what a squat is about, Now's your chance. Any takers? One, two? All right. It's done. I'll get my magic carpet and I'll whisk us all over there right after this. Ah, uh, what else can I talk about? Oh, I just talked to my cousin recently. I love my cousin. My cousin is the best. He will do anything. And he is like this big. So, and his name is Leone, and we like to call his penis. Leonidas, the pussy slayer. So whenever we're at a party and there's women around, we're just like, Leonidas, bring out the weapon. Bring it out. Show him. And Leonidas, you know, Leonidas, you know, he'll drop his pants for it anytime. And he does. And I'll be, you know, standing next to a pretty girl and I'll be like, you see that? I'm related to that. <laughs> and every time their response is like, I feel bad for you. And I'm like, I know, I know, right? Somebody should pull this guy's Sparta card, right? And I'm like, thank God we all don't look like that. You know, thank God we all ain't like that. And, uh, 
And she'll be like, really? And I'll be like, yeah, you know? And she'll be like, you got a name for your penis? I'm like, of course, I'm related to this guy, you know? I'm like, my, my penis, my dick's name is Malkitis. And she's like, Malkitis? What's that? I'm like, Malkitis, the magical penis. And for you, those of you who don't know about life, life is a numbers game. So you gotta play it, you know, you gotta play it. And so there's gonna be some girls that are gonna be like, yeah, right, I've heard that one before. And you know, you let them go. But there's always gonna be that one girl that's gonna go, you know, I've met a lot of penises before, and I don't recall anyone telling me it was magical. And I'll be like, and she's like, is it really magical? And I'm like, it's saying hello to you right now. <laughs> Any lawyers in the house tonight? Thank God, because they fucking suck. Dude, I actually was in court with a judge who did not sit down at all today. Is that weird or? I mean, this, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm still in shock about that one. Um, do I have one more for you? Do I have one more for you? Give me a second. I am working on a sandcastle, and yo, for those, I did, have a, I did have a lady up at the sandcastle a couple nights ago. Let's just say that beach didn't get any sleep last, that night. Had a big fire. <laughs> uh, I was going to do some magic for you guys. Anybody like magic? <laughs> Me too, but I forgot the cards. <laughs> All right, that's my time. Yeah. I'm going to be... on a Magic the Gathering joke like a professional wildebeest, yes! Yeah, bringing out his plus six, plus six flying comedian. Uh, our next three uh, comedians will be Tommy McGuire, Journey Roberts, and Roman Reimer. Uh, so our next comedian, oh man, he is like my favorite loose cannon right now because I have no idea what he's gonna what he's gonna do this time and sometimes people laugh and sometimes they're like what and he's not like an accidental racist uh hey everybody put your hands together and, and clap them in a wild like slapping fashion for tommy mcguire thank you pam no, don't worry. I'm not an accidental racist. It's just racist. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Is it this or this? Anyway. Uh, quick question, guys. Does anyone here have a pet monkey? I tried Besides him? All right. <sighs> well, I want to borrow your hypothetical pet monkey. Don't ask me why. Just know that it's gonna be fucking awesome. It's a good way to start. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm not really a conspiracy theorist. I like hearing about them, but I kind of have this conspiracy theory about uh, a Whole Foods. I feel like they employ fit well-educated 
beautiful black women to just walk around their store pretending to shop. Just to get me to keep coming back and paying fucking way too much for that bullshit fucking steak that I can get at Safeway. Because I, j- I made eye contact with her once. I'm going to be back next week. Trust me. Same time, same place. Fuck. God damn it. And it's like they, they just know me, man. And I don't want this to sound racist. But it will. Because it is. <laughs> I'm just so fucking tired of white girls, man. Someone had a joke earlier about, like, I wouldn't want to date anyone want to date me, and that's exactly what I mean. Only white girls want to date me, and fuck. No, thank you. No fucking thank you. You guys are crazy. I've been there, done that. All right. (laughs) All right, now I'm loose. No, I'm not. All right. Hey, brother, looking at your phone real quick. Can you stand up real quick? Just, no, just do me a favor. Everyone look. No, you sit down now. Fucking my show. That fucking mustache and that fucking jumpsuit and he brought a girl. What the fuck am I doing wrong? What the fuck? This is bullshit. I'm sorry. Good luck to you. Good luck to you. I'm fucked. No. I haven't been laid in 2015, okay? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Some pity sex, anyone? Yeah. Oh, actually, I did have sex, uh, but she made me wear a condom, so I didn't come, so I didn't count it. That's not a joke. It just happened. I'm just, no. Yeah, uh, uh, why do I get laid? Duh. Oh, <laughs> more, more aws, please. I love it. Sorry, man. Thanks for coming. You paid some money to get here, or just you're not a comic. That's awesome. Sorry for making fun of your bullshit. <laughs> so, I am getting some of my friends together, and we are starting the Wigger Defense League. Yeah. Fuck. See, you say, oh, these fucking, po- these dumbass motherfuckers, these white boys trying to be. Now, I'm starting the Wigger Defense League. We're going to fucking bring us back up. Taking that word back. First order, of fe- first order of business at the Wigger Defense League, change the fucking name. Anything that doesn't end in I-G-G-E-R would be fine. Call us whack. Call us fucking sad. Call us just fucking whatever. Just not Wigger. I'm cool with it. Second order of business is to discuss in detail for way too long how dank our fucking nugs are. <laughs> and that can go on for a long time. And the third and most fucking important thing is to cut once and for all all ties to juggalos. Because when I say wigger, and I identify as a wigger, you're all like this fucking guy. <laughs> whoop, whoop, sure, Shaggy D, all that bullshit, exactly. They're, they're, they're putting us back fucking 20 years when wiggers didn't exist or something, I don't know. I'm fucking, I'm freeballing this. Uh, yeah, fuck juggalos, man. Have you ever met a talented juggalo? No, 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 they all think they're talented because they're fucking amongst their peers. 
and being the funniest juggalo at, or being the best rapper at the fucking gathering of the juggalos is basically like being the best comic here. <laughs> it's cool and all. I'm glad that you do it. Flex that fucking muscle, homie. But try that shit at punchline. <laughs> Fuck out of here. All right, guys, that's my time. Tommy McGuire. Thank you, Pam. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Green Jumpsuit. Um, hey, she was just in the bathroom and now she's out because she's up next and I'm looking for eye contact with her. There she is right in front hiding in plain sight. I got to see her for 15 minutes on Tuesday and what a treat it was. You guys only get her for five minutes tonight, but you will enjoy every second. Put your hands together. It's Journey Roberts. Thank you. White girls are the worst, aren't they? The, the. This is though. This is why I can't ever, can't ever be mad at the MRA guys, cause hiding underneath that shit is always. Haven't been late in eight months. Like every, every fucking time. Don't get mad at MRA guys. Uh, is that even the acronym? Men's rights something. I don't care. Who gives a shit? Uh, uh, Jiminy Cricket is a cunt. He's the end of America. I don't know if anyone has figured this shit out. Uh, I don't know what star Walt Disney fucking wished on to get Disneyland. Uh, I've been wishing on the wrong ones since I was six because again, Jiminy Cricket is like the worst motivational speaker this country. The only thing that has ever gotten anybody anything is like obsessive, megalomaniacal control freakishness. That is the only thing that accomplishes anything not wishing on stars. Uh, <laughs> Trump, maybe, actually. Like, before he came out of whatever vagina he came out of, he wished for money and got it immediately. That guy, like every other rich cunt in this world, was born to, I don't know. Rich people keep trying to, like, convince me they're people. Like they're always on, they're always on CNN going, why, why does everyone hate, I don't, I understand, it's class warfare, and like, I, no, listen, rich people, they have their own set of problems, they really do, I understand, first of all, everyone just sees them as a meal ticket, it must be awful, like I get that, on the other hand, it's always the bitch in the Lexus who steals my parking spot, that's, <laughs> like, every fucking time that's all i'm saying like here's the thing it's like it's like just add water like rich people like if you get money at 23 and you're still a cunt like it's like it's like velocity do you know what i mean like they're just gonna they're just gonna keep going in the cunt direction like <laughs> it's just an explosion of cunt like by the way rich people i mean poor people suck just as much maybe Maybe poor people suck even more, it's just the damage we do is so small. <laughs> do you understand? Like, like I, I walk around resentful and hating everybody, like all of you, sorry, all fucking day. But the amount of damage that I can inflict on society is so minuscule. <laughs> and what really gets me is that like every fucking Goliath thinks he's David. Like, Every last fucking one thinks they're fighting the good fight. Like, they're the good guy. And I just want to sit these people down because I feel for them and say, like, no amount of union busting will make daddy love you, baby. Like, it's, it's not going to happen. Like, you got to, that's the thing. 
that's the thing is like everyone wants to talk like republicans love to talk this like personal responsibility shit and like every individual has to take responsibility for themselves but it's a bullshit argument because the problems rich people have are spiritual and can't be legislated <laughs> like i just want to tell every rich people congress can't i mean congress can't help anybody in fairness but they really can't help there's nothing that's going to make rich people feel better there is nothing there is literally nothing in the world unless they go to like a dark place here's what i think rich people should do honestly what would make their lives better if they just went and fucking worked a mcjob and lived in a shitty basement apartment for like two weeks the rest of their lives would be so fucking beautiful like <laughs> Do you understand? Like they get home and they would see their pillow and they would burst into tears. It'd be so beautiful. But they just like they take their vacation that they're normally taking where they're getting, you know, their nails did and get their fucking drinks for free and whatever and they just take that to a hotel and nothing changes. Just more mis fuck rich people, fuck Jiminy Cricket, uh, fuck Walt Disney. Uh, thank you so much for listening to me guys. I and joy dripping from the beautiful lips of Journey Roberts. Yay! Clap again for her. Hooray! Joy, beauty, and wonderment. We've got more comedians coming up. Our next three comedians are going to be Roman Reimer, Joseph Ugalde, and Sanj Nalwa. So right now, you guys, we just went from one truth teller to another. Put your hands together. Tell us the truth, Roman Reimer. Yay! It's looking good for folks who haven't been to Mutiny in a while. Listeners, come back. It's great. It's a wonderful place. So it has been a while since I've been here. Happy to be back. Uh, it's, I th think it's interesting how humans treat each other. It's not really interesting, but maybe more frustrating and depressing quite often. And I know folks who have experienced a lot of trauma, and there's this idea of having trigger warnings before people talk about things. And I feel like I need a, a trigger warning before I walk out the door in the morning, because the, the world I see is not the way the world should be, in my opinion, and I think a lot of other people's opinions, too. People like without getting their basic needs met. And there's a, there's a myth out there that there's not enough resources. Uh, but there's plenty of resources. It's just a matter of people like hoarding them and not sharing them. So that's just my, my thoughts on that. Uh, I, I hear a lot of folks make uh, homophobic jokes still. Uh, a comedian earlier mentioned that there's a lot of sexism. Sure, there's still more sexism. There's here. There's, it's Unfortunately, it's, it's still everywhere. And uh, I hear a lot of people make homophobic jokes. And I hear c comics make homophobic jokes. And uh, there's this idea that uh, I don't know what, th what these, some of these guys are thinking. Uh, this idea that they're so afraid that other guys are going to hit on them. You know, they, they look at guys and like, oh, my God, I wonder if that guy wants to have sex with me. And it's like, first of all, uh, you know, a lot of bay, uh, gay, bi, queer men don't necessarily uh, find uh, homophobic guys attractive. They're not nearly, it's like top of the list uh, when folks think about, wow, what a, what a dream about this guy who is like so uncomfortable with himself that he's threatening me. That's not exactly, <laughs> one day maybe we'll get married. No, it's more like, I'm going to avoid this person because they seem kind of dangerous. Uh, and also this idea, they kind of ri go right to sex, right to sex. Because obviously they're thinking about sex. Everyone, well not everyone, most, I think most humans think about sex. But this idea is like, oh my God, this guy probably wants to have sex with me. And it's like, they, they think like, oh my God, this guy, this guy wants to fuck me. And then it's like, well, how do you know, even if this guy did want to have sex with you, how do you know he's even a top? It's like, they, it's like, we're even, we're, uh, it's, it's kind of frustrating. It's like, you're not really thinking things through, like making a lot of assumptions. So if that's something you're thinking about, maybe have a conversation with someone, just putting it out there. 
So there's a lot of police brutality still going on in the world, and that obviously needs to end uh, immediately, yesterday. And uh, a lot of folks refer to um, some of these corrupt officers as pigs, and I think that's a huge insult to actual pigs. Because uh, if I were to actually see um, an actual pig walk in, the, in, in mutiny, I'd be like, this is unusual, but I'm not threatened. If I were to see like a murderous <laughs> officer of the law with weaponry threatening people, um, I would be scared and quite upset. And the thing is, even people eat, people eat like BLTs, for instance, and we don't see actual pigs, you know, coming out causing, you know, causing harm and, and damage. So, oh, think of other words maybe to describe these 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 people who are. Uh, I just I, my I have a lot of pet peeves certainly, and a lot of it is folks in positions of power, people in positions of authority who who hurt people. I don't like people who are, I mean, yes, we all kind of end up hurting each other in some way or another, sometimes physically or maybe emotionally, and it's hard not to, right? Because everyone's kind of pushing each other around. It's hard not to exist in this world and not feel pushed around and not kind of, you know, come into that in some regard. Um, when there's folks, though, in positions of power, people like elected officials or not elected officials like our mayor, people in positions of power who then use that power to then hurt people some more, uh, I find that really disgusting. I, find, I think that's really terrible. I, I've, maybe we'll make a joke about it at some point. It's uh, not that funny yet. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's really not. It's, it's, really, it's really heinous. So I wanted to talk about that. I uh, love cannabis. Uh, obviously, we all, yeah, it's a medicine. It's not a drug. Uh, I host a news program here at the station, and today I had someone on who founded, like, it was like the, it's like a drug users union, and really just specialized in terms of actually making sure that folks who use drugs have access to their own bodies. And I think that's a really, like, a cool, like, overarching theme, too, that people obviously need to have access to their own bodies, and they, whatever pe people put in their bodies, whatever they want to do with their bodies is their own fucking business. And the <laughs> idea that folks... Uh, and positions of power kind of prevent that from happening is really messed up. So anyway, one cool thing that, that uh, he's doing with his organization was that they're going around um, passing out um, crack pipes. And it's similar to like needle exchanges in that it's, um, diseases can be spread through crack pipes too. And so obviously the idea is we want to actually help people help people and um, using like treating people who, who use drugs as like punishing them, like sending them to, to jail obviously doesn't help. It doesn't Punishing people doesn't help anything at all, and the real idea is just to actually help people with what they're going through, and people shouldn't be punished based on what they put on their bodies. And again, that's not that funny, but perhaps in the future, we can live in a world like that. I think it's very possible. I think most folks are on board. However, a lot of the times, the voices that we hear that are the loudest um, and the most in our faces are the ones who have the least amount, least, uh, the least to say. So I encourage everyone who feels shy, I feel shy a lot of the time, and introverts to speak up and to speak your voice and your truth. Uh, yeah, thanks very much. I'm Roman Reimer. Roman Reimer, yay! Hey guys, if you're gonna talk, make sure you just nod in front of the door. That's cool, because it, it detracts a little bit from what's going on inside, which is amazing comedy. Keep your hands clapping for Pantastic Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio.fm. Yay! Our next comedian uh, is a very funny man. We love it every time he's here with us in the clubhouse. Put your hands together. Everyone, it's Joseph Ugalde! Oh, man. Whoa, hello. Wow, I've been sitting on that stool for an hour and a half, and my foot's asleep. <laughs> That's funny. Ah, oh, brother. Oh, we got a nice spread here tonight. Look at this. You got fresh vegetables, boxed wine, and a collection jar. <laughs> it's like being at my, my mom's house. Yeah. That's true. That's sad. Um, speaking of wine, you know, I, I've been drinking beer my whole life. 
Yeah, beer. I know. The thing is, I, I'm getting older now. I'm, try, I'm trying to be more sophisticated. So I'm trying to switch to wine. Yeah, that's all it takes. Um, the thing is, the thing is, I'm really cheap, and it all tastes the same to me. So I went to the wine bar the other day, and I look at the menu, and I said, uh, let's see here. Ah, here we go. I'd like a glass of the Corcage Fay. <laughs> Bartender looks at me and says, that's the corkage fee, sir. <laughs> I said, well, I'll have that then. <laughs> no, I'll bargain when I see one. <laughs> so give her five bucks. She opened a bottle of ketchup. So it's all right. <laughs> it's all right. Speaking of wine, yet again, it's a wine theme tonight, I got. Um, did you see that the good folks at Taco Bell have announced they're going to try something new? Uh, in a couple of locations, they're going to try going for an upscale Taco Bell uh, that serves beer and wine. Huh? Now, they're going to try it in two cities. First, Chicago. Yeah, that sounds about right. And second, number two city, San Francisco. Yes, that's right. Well, you know, it makes sense because we don't have fine dining or quality Mexican food here in San Francisco. So... Taco Bell to the rescue, I say. I think it's nice. Um, I mean, what is that going to be? Is that going to be like a hot date night, you know? <laughs> you go there, something romantic, a nice, you know, a nice plastic table and chairs with a candle on it, and you sit down. It's like, sir, have you had time to look at the menu? Uh, yes. I'd like three Doritos Locos, two Chalupas, a Mexican pizza for the lady. Hmm. <laughs> At a 1986 Chateau Lafitte Rothschild. <laughs> yeah. It just, it just sounds like a full evening. I just don't know. What are they going to call the upscale Taco Bell anyway? What do you, Mexican laundry? I don't know. <laughs> uh, <coughs> uh, che chewy panisse? I don't know. That's just silly. I made that one up just today. That's ridiculous. So I went to the doctor this week. Apparently, I have a condition called sleep apnea. Have you heard about this? It's a, it's a, it's fairly common, but it's kind of dangerous. Uh, apparently, when I sleep, my throat gets so relaxed that it kind of just closes down, and you stop breathing multiple times throughout the night, for many seconds, even a minute at a time. Worst case scenario, you could just stop breathing altogether, go into cardiac arrest, and die. So. Uh, the doctor says to me there are various things that can cause this. Usually obesity. I could lose a few, but I don't think I'm obese. Uh, the doctor says, all right, do you take sleeping pills? And I said, only when I can't sleep. <laughs> he said, how often is that? I said, every night. Yeah. And he says, do you drink alcohol before bed? And I said, I'm not an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> How else would I wash down the sleeping pills? <laughs> so I said, does this mean I have to quit drinking altogether? He says, no, it doesn't mean you have to stop altogether. You just have to stop drinking four hours before bed. Yeah. So I guess that's, that's the next step in my, in my sleep issues is uh, my new bedtime is 6 a.m. <laughs> so that's true. That's true. I don't know. What else is happening? Uh, Somebody was mentioning Disney uh, just a minute ago. Um, you ever, any of you ever go through a goth phase when you were teenagers? Yeah, yeah, you do that. Listen to, listen to really depressing music and dress in black. That phase. 
Uh, did you know that one day a year there's a goth day at Disneyland? This is an this is an actual event. Yeah, some of you have seen this. One day a year, all the goth kids take over Disneyland. Um, and uh, first Disneyland was a little freaked out, but now they're going with the flow, you know. That day Minnie Mouse wears torn fishnets and black lipstick. And uh, Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh's like, oh, yeah, these are my people. Yeah. So I don't know. You know, the, the strange thing is, though, the sign on the rides that says no cutting in line <laughs> takes on a whole new meaning on Goth Day. It's true. It's true. Oh, man. Is that it? Do I have time for one more? That's my one more. Are you guys uh, big investors? Wall Street types? Yeah? I can see it. I can see it. I don't know much about that stuff, but um, I've been reading up on it. Did you know there's a lot of celebrities who are investing in a lot of these new companies? Yeah, that's true. For example, uh, Zynga, the company that makes those games on your phone? Yeah. I know. Uh, did you know the poppy folk singer, uh, Sarah McLaughlin, is an investor in that company? Yeah, it's true. It's true. I know because I tried to cash in my words with friends points. They sent me three rescue dogs and a ferret. Yeah, that's true. She's not the only one, though. Um, that, that fancy coffee place, uh, Phil's Coffee? Yeah. Did you know Snoop Dogg is one of the investors in that company? That's true. And I thought, ah, oh, that, that explains why it takes them five minutes to make me a cup of coffee. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Because it only comes out in a drizzle. <laughs> oh, stop it. Oh, Joseph Gay. For shizzle, my drizzle comes out in a nizzle. Uh, that was Joseph Ugalde. Yay. Uh, our next comedian is, I, I, I didn't announce who uh, the last ones were. We have Sange and then Chris Ville. So uh, our next comedian, he's been coming to the Monday Joke Workshop all the time, working on his jokes. He has great punchlines, and I love it every time I see him up. Put your hands together. It's Sanj. I hope you guys are still keeping your energy up. Uh, I realize life is like, <laughs> thank you. I realize life is like a circle, you know? Like when you grow old, you start wearing diapers again. You know, 80-year-olds are kind of wrinkly, kind of look like fetuses, you know? My grandma, my grandma didn't age well. She looks like an abortion. No, it's okay. This lady's like, oh my God, that's so mean. It's okay. She's dead, baby. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know, man. I uh, went to a urinal recently, and uh, can you piss so hard that pubic hair comes out? Like, what? Because that's the only explanation I have. I just saw it, like, swirling around in there, and I was like, grandma? Blush. Uh, oh man. Uh, uh. Have you ever guy? Have you guys ever been cheated on? Yeah? yeah. Anyone? Yeah, it sucks. Especially when she or he acts like they're the victim. You know, acting like a Vietnam War vet when they're the ones who cheated. Like they're just like describing it. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I mean, I was just you know, I just pushed back the leaves and you know I yelled Charlie because his name was Charlie and uh, <laughs> I just. I just saw a really long gun, you know, just super long, and it went off, and I just, it just went foggy. Are you telling me you got PTSD from sucking black dick? Like, is that what you're telling me right now? Or, like, you know what black dude named Charlie? That's like an Asian guy named Roger, or like an Indian dude named something you could pronounce. You know what I mean? Uh, Donald Trump is running for president. Uh, you probably know that. What you don't know is that God actually has a crack addiction that could be traced back to Donald Trump's conception. Uh... It's true. Uh, Hillary Clinton is when uh, God started Adderall. Jeb Bush is when he, 
got too high of a tolerance to Adderall. Uh, <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner is when he uh, started juicing. No, but, like, it was crazy, you know? Like, no, like, think about that. It's like Bruce Jenner went into, like, I don't know, went into a room and, like, Brooke Shields came out. You know what I mean? Like, that's really, like, like she kind of looks like Brooke Shields. I don't know. I just, maybe I just think so. I don't know. That, enough people are going to vote for Donald Trump, though. You know, like, that, like, I have learned that there's no end to the bullshit people will accept. Like, Shakespeare, someone told me Shakespeare is the greatest writer ever. Like, I think that guy may have been dyslexic. You know, like, all right, Shakespeare, read this. Uh, let's see what this says. Okay, don't be a borrower or a lender. Neither a borrower nor a lender be. Nope, that's backwards, all right? Try this. <laughs> try, try this one. Uh, I think the lady doth protest too much, me think. It's like, all right, that's just wrong, you know? Uh, uh, Helen Keller has a quote. I know, just a great segue. Helen Keller has a quote. Uh, the most beautiful things in life cannot be seen or heard. They must be felt with the heart. It's like, how do you know? <laughs> that's, that's like my friend, you know? Like, I was telling him about Bill Gates' house, and he was just like, yeah, rich people, don't, you know, there's some things money can't buy. It's like, how the fuck do you know you broke, motherfucker? <laughs> you know, you're just sitting there complaining about how much sex you're not having all day while I pay your rent. You know, like, I want a hand job. Get a real job. God damn it. <laughs> uh, uh, a lot of people say I'm a hipster because I like to argue and have trouble putting my hands in my pants, but I'm not. You know, I hate hipsters. They're annoying as fuck, you know. You just hate us because we're different. No, I hate you because you're retarded, all right? You're just, you're just standing there, like, uh, with your, like, corduroy capri pants, you know, just, like, your leather-bound iPhone cover case. Smoking a vape that looks like a pipe, you know, you just look like Sherlock Holmes and you smell like Willy Wonka It's crazy, man. I think that hipsters honestly like they wish they could go back to being normal people But like they're too ashamed to admit it. So they just have to stay <laughs> being hipsters, you know Like think about it. Just like a hot summer day hipster just walking down the street, you know He just stops midway like fuck. I wish I had some shoes right now. God damn it <laughs> You know it's crazy, but they can't they can't admit, they just have to wait till hipsterism becomes so mainstream that they could like revert back Like Paul what 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 happened to your penny farthing? I just sold it on uh, Antiques Roadshow. I just sold it got a Hummer Energy conservation is just so mainstream. God damn it. Thank you so much guys Sanjanola, yeah you guys, your next comedian, uh, he hails all the way. I ever ask this every time. It's L.A., right? Yes. Got it right this time. He's from L.A., but he's not pretentious like the rest of those fuckbags. Put your hands together. It's Chris Bill. Yeah. Thank you. <clears throat> um, I'm, I'm bisexual. Um, yeah. It's a good thing, because I'm in no position to reject love from anybody right now, you know. <laughs> I, I, I like it. Thank God for making me something he probably wouldn't like very much if he was real. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's funny, because I notice when people come out as gay or, or lesbian on YouTube and stuff, the overall reaction nowadays is like, yeah, go do it, go, go suck, lick, whatever you got to do, I'll support it. If you want to... <laughs> If you want to marry it, no judgment, you know. We're, it's getting better. But when I came out as bi to my family and friends, I noticed the reaction was more like, yeah! 
prove it. Just like, okay, man. Now I have to fill out this whole criteria. You're not on my back. All right, then, I'll prove it. How do you want me to prove it? I did prove it. I have a little story. Um, I used to play high school football, and the one thing I learned from that was the more boys you put in a compact space, the more homoerotic it's gonna get. Just a lot of tension, a lot of playful dry humping in the locker rooms, very, very strange things happen. We used to do these weird traditions, like before every game we'd go out onto the field and do this weird Hawaiian war chant to intimidate our opponents, but there's nothing less intimidating than a bunch of boys in pads dancing chanting with their voices, I'll beat you. Like, it's not gonna, that's not scary. And the quarterback will walk around and slap everybody's butt, just like, he, nobody asked him to do that. That's not Hawaiian culture. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing, man. Hawaiian, I, I act like it's not even part of the United States, Hawaiian culture. It's the US. Um, that was weird. This one dude, though, anytime, like before, practice or anything in the locker room he just take his pants off walk around and just just lay his flaccid thing on everybody's shoulder and it was disgusting you know nobody wants that it was the worst thing and one time he did it to me and i was like i gotta make this i want to be a hero how do i make him stop how i was thinking how do i make him stop and my mind said kiss it and i did i went i, I right here i kissed the tip <laughs> of his dick you know it's right there i liked it it was fun you know, or no tongue. It was very innocent. You know, <laughs> it, was, it was a lot like my first kiss with the girl. Now that I think about it, but it was, uh, you know, I liked it. He he ran away after that though. You know, he just he ran away. But it was a weird run. It was like a reluctant. Like I might come back for more. Like, but I gotta break up with my girlfriend first. I'm not a cheater, bro. <laughs> I respect his principles. I don't know. It was a fun night. It was a great. Well, it was a night. It felt like night, though. You know, you ever do something where it feels like, how, like I just kissed a dick. How is it not 1 a.m. right now? You know, how they expect me to go out and practice after that. They expect me to play football. I should have been like, Coach, I just pecked a pecker. I'm fucking progressive. Let me out of here. I did. I left that school after that. Was like my drop the mic moment. I'm out. I'm a hero. All right. This is gonna be a dick heavy set. One more. One more thing I want to say. Um. Oh, shoot. There's a lot of progress in the world, which is good. Every day we're taking steps to less and less hate, but don't, oh, don't get rid of it all. <laughs> I, I like some of it. Because here's the thing, it's weird, but I'm happy that gay marriage is legal across the nation and it's a good thing. But for me, half the fun of kissing dick was knowing that if I decided to put a ring on it, somewhere out there I could get arrested for it, you know? It just made it so much more fun, so much more risque, you know? It was like watching a movie without the trailer. It's like, who the fuck knows what I'm getting into this time, man? <laughs> Guys, thank you for your time so much. <laughs>
It's okay. You've been there. Yeah, you remember when you were 14 being a nanny. Uh, I, I think a lot of nanny thoughts, uh, like why do babies' pants have pockets? For real, right? Like, there's pockets. I, I nanny, like, a 20-month-old right now, and he has a pair of cargo pants with six pockets on the pants. What could babies possibly be putting in these pockets? Right? Like, dirt or jacks. I don't even know. They can't even put their own hands in their own pockets. Like, what are they putting in the pockets? They can't even put their own socks on. They definitely aren't putting anything in their pockets. I finally figured out what to put in their pockets, and that's my drugs. Because <laughs> it's the only safe place. Like uh, 15 months old, they, they understand the mechanics of zippers. So my backpack is not safe, but their own pockets. <laughs> also, the police will never search a baby. That's what I've, that's what I've realized. I'm a, I'm a poor person and I nanny for money uh, because that's, that's what I do for money. And I can't afford to work out, you know, like at a gym or whatever. I don't know how much people pay, like 49 bucks a month or something, way out of my price range. Uh, but I've been doing this new thing. Uh, it's called Nanny Core 2.0, yeah! So uh, I, I push the stroller up the hill because they live up on Knob Hill, so it's like uphill both ways. And I keep the same pace, right? The, I just started the other day, I start jumping like this. Two, three. Four, and then I bring that up, this two, three. Okay, so I'm working out. Uh, the best thing about Nanny Core uh, is that uh, after I've been burning fat for 20 minutes, uh, you actually burn THC. Uh, so, you know, I, 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 I don't look like a bad nanny because I don't get high before my nanny job. <laughs> get high during it, once I'm working out. Yeah, oh, we get to the top of the hill. We're going. Oh, keep the pace, Lupita Consuela, come on. You're, you're stopping up the back. Let's go, up the top of the hill, ladies. Here we go, oh. And you get to the top, you talk to the parrots. Ah! It's, it's really fun. Uh, I'm, I am, I'm a good nanny, you guys, I promise. I like to foster creative play with my children. Uh, I was tied to a desk chair the other day by two six-year-olds uh, with yarn. They tied me to a desk chair, they put scotch tape over my mouth. And uh, yeah, I like to foster creative play. And they, they took a laser pointer to my hand and they were like, I'm cutting off your hand. And I was like, oh, oh, no, no. Fostering creative play. And they put the laser pointer to my foot and said, I'm freezing your foot. And I was like, oh, it's so cold again. What am I doing? And she put it right up to my chest and she said, I'm breaking your heart. I was like, I was like, Daria, you need to stop. Okay, all right. Society has broken my heart because you guys are playing a game called police state of your own volition. Yeah, right? I'm like, why am I tied to the desk chair? What did I even do wrong? What am I getting interrogated about? And they put their little six-year-old heads together. And they come back to me. You stole a laptop! <laughs> You're cutting off my hand because I stole a laptop? What kind of fucking Islamic police state is this? Like, what's going on, you guys? And she looked me dead in the eyes and said, if you were black, we would have shot you. <laughs> like, oh my God, right? It's not me, it's society. So I said, turn off the damn TV, let's read a book. So I got him Gulliver's Travels and I started reading it. And it was good, you know, and it's a good book and they're getting into it. And I started getting into it because I got to the point where hundreds of tiny little men tie up Gulliver on the beach. And I started thinking, like, what if I was Gulliver? And what if hundreds of tiny little men were tying me up on the beach? And what if, like, they came and, like, brought me strawberries? 
And then like, you know, like 10 or 12 of them got together in like some Cirque du Soleil pose. And they like, okay, you guys, I don't know how to make a gangbang rape fetish fantasy look cute, but I'm gonna try, okay? It's a Lilliputian gangbang. It can't get any cuter than that. It's fucking darling. <laughs> it was, got excited about it. Uh, it's, it's, it's great, it's great being, uh, it's great being a nanny because I don't want to ever have kids of my own. And I woke up the other day and I thought I had period cramps and I was like, oh great, I'm not going to have a baby. And then I realized like the entire Supreme Court is still inside my uterus. Oh my God, what's going on? Like I can't make any decisions for myself. I'm a 40 year old woman. I don't want to have a baby. I recently had an abortion and it gets me really incensed when they're like late term abortions or any abortions, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, don't make me have this baby. Okay. Cause you're gonna make me have this baby and then I'm gonna have to drill holes in the trunk of my car so it can breathe while I'm at the bar, <laughs> all right? And then when it's like two years old, it's like a runner, like it just runs away, just runs from everybody. And at four, still a biter, why? Why is it biting? What? And at, at eight, it's telling a teacher, my mommy loves alcohol more than me. And I'm like, yeah, drinking out of a sippy cup. Yeah, fuck this kid, right? And at, at 10, we start smoking pot together and I finally feel like we have a kindred relationship. Uh, and then at 12, it hates me again and starts doing like heroin. And, and at 15, it's doing speed balls. Finally, at 17 years old, it overdoses from a huge heroin overdose. And I'm like, that's the latest late-term abortion I could ever have. Okay, it's a 17-year late-term abortion. Let's just get it done at the beginning, all right? Uh, thank you guys so much for being here at Fantastic Comedy Clubhouse. Yay. Keep your hands going, because right now, we're starting Todd Farnham, Ship of Fools. Woo! You guys stay there. You don't need to go. Or I guess uh, you can. Whatever. It's your, your choice. Fuck, fuck you. I'm no, just kidding. All right, you guys. Uh, let's hear it for Pam. Pam's fucking amazing show, you guys. I love Pam so dearly. The mama bear who, who often talks about her asshole. And pussy. and pussy. It's amazing. I knew I loved Pam the moment she described her asshole as if someone threw a grenade in a deli. I was like, she's the one for me. She's, uh, I love Pam a lot. Great deal. And uh, basically, it's kind of the same thing. We're just going to get a bunch of comics up here, have fun. So keep rolling through. You guys can uh, get a little weird, smoke pot outside or do whatever, I guess. I'm not going to say you can or can't, but uh, go for it. Um, I, uh, I recently realized how, how white and privileged my aunt and her shitty son are. When, um, and shitty son, I mean like a 14-year-old that likes, oh, you faggot. I'm gonna, I raped your mom, like on Xbox, one of those kids. It's like the worst human ever, just pimply and awful. And uh, I didn't realize how white and privileged they were until we were sitting down watching this, this Discovery Channel documentary of Africans crossing the Sahara Desert. And, and my aunt goes, oh my God, I wonder how many steps she'd have if she had a Fitbit on. And I was... Wow, you guys are shocked. This is definitely a know your audience thing. Do you guys know what a Fitbit is? <laughs> Fitbit, it's like a shitty step. So yeah, okay. That, yes. <laughs> anyway, I was like, oh my God, fuck off. And then I thought, I was like, you know what's really interesting about a Fitbit is it doesn't work if your arms aren't moving. And I was like, if you want to know like a really interesting number, you should see how long Timmy's little journey is when he's playing video games at night. If you get my, it was a masturbation joke. I don't know. That was, that was rough. It was rough and tumble. Works better at the... The family reunion. Yeah. Uh, it's been tricky. My girlfriend just sat on my glasses, so everything. You're a vague blur. I'm assuming you're smiling if you're not laughing. This is very, very disorienting. And also, this I wrote stuff on my hand, but I can't see what it says. So it's uh, get really high and write on your hands. It doesn't matter if you, you 
can't see what the fuck you wrote. Uh, I got a new job. I was unemployed for a while, and uh, I, I couldn't figure out why I uh, I was I was doing these great Skype interviews, but there was they would always like give me like a funny look at the end, and uh, I just never got got a job or got like offers when I got these Skype interviews, and I realized my bong was right behind my head in frame of every single <laughs> Skype interview. It's like up, oh, got got it. Yeah, so I got this new job recently, and I, um, I'm really waiting for the day that they have us sign the birthday cards. You know how they come in? They're, like, really stealthy about it. They're like, oh, hey, hey, sign this birthday card for Margaret. Like, you got to do it. You got to. And I just can't wait to, like, really make a, like, standing impression. Be like, I can't wait to fuck you in the ass, Brandon. <laughs> My name's Todd, so <laughs> really want to stir it up in there. It's, it's really shitty to admit that you're a comic because everyone wants a shitty one-liner joke to accompany it. And there's this girl at my work who's like, tell me a joke, tell me a joke. And I was like, how do you know if your roommate's gay? If his dick 